0: All your words are but to say you are a woman and your part is in the house. But when the men have died in battle and honor, you have leave to be burned in the house. For the men will need it no more. But I am from the house of Aeorl and not a serving woman. I can ride and wield a blade and do not fear pain nor death. Welcome, everybody, to Podcast of the Rings. I was gonna save that quote for later on to really just drop the hammer on Jess, but you know what? I'm just gonna open with it because it's just too good, and we talk about differences in books and in movies, and while there are certain things about Eowyn that I feel they did better in the movie, the fact that that quote is not in there, oof, what a disservice to the character. Jessica, how are you?
1: I'm honestly really shook at the moment that (laughs) that quote is harrowing. And I got like chills just with you reading it too. Um, man, there's so much to talk about with Aowen, especially since our Lord of the Rings journey started early and, uh, that's a heavy, heavy quote
0: it is and i feel like we you know we get part of it you know when she's like you know practicing with the sword at edoras before they go to helms deep um but to me it felt like I, miranda auto plays this part so well and again like I, I feel like we might come off as like movie haters and i don't want to, oh to my be God. that Th- those people where it's like oh well actually in the book mm-hmm, i'm pushing up imaginary glasses right now i i we um, heard
1: you do that <laughs> okay okay
0: perfect as long as it is well translated over it podcast was very clear yeah. um but just missing that quote because i feel like when she's saying it she's more like not so much as being herself but really pushing back against like <sighs> yeah you don't know me aragorn like don't Don't sneak up behind me and, you know, pretend to parry me or something like that, where this one, because uh, this is the part of the book where Aragorn is going off into the paths of the dead and she wants to go with him. And in that part of the movie, she's more like, I love you. She's basically confessing her love in that moment. Mm -hmm. And then when she like does that, she's like, I apologize. I kind of went overboard, but go ahead and then leaves. But I I would have loved this moment in the movie where she's like you you say all these fancy words basically just to say that I'm not welcome because I'm a woman but I know who I am I'm I'm no house maiden I'm not a housewife I I could go into the past of the dead with you and I would be your best companion Meanwhile you know Gimli's af- like she would be right because Gimli was afraid of the past of the dead and he even says that So
1: I think it, you're exactly right. Of course, no one's going, well, the movie. But what the movie does is explain this about her over three scenes when it could have been said succinctly. Now, I have maybe differing opinions for what she's actually trying to convey Mm -hmm. to Aragorn. I, I feel like just from a human psychology perspective, when someone is trying to tell you what they are out loud and, and because you don't know me, you don't understand me. This is what I am. Da, da, da. In a way, it feels like she's trying to convince herself. She's also that too. Now, yeah. granted she does. She is a fighter. She can wield a sword. No one's saying that she can't, but I think she is scared, but I think she's scared for multiple reasons. And again, and, it, and it, that also ties back to like every, every, person is scared and courage is being is have it, courage is being able to overcome it right it's not like you're not scared yeah but i i don't believe she's not afraid of death i think she's afraid of losing aragorn in that moment and she'd rather die with him yeah Than lose him
0: yeah because she she's lost her you know well we're, today we are covering both Aomer and eowyn uh, and uh, as I learned, they lost their parents at a very young age and were adopted by uh, King Theoden. And Aomer é- basically became his second son with Theodred. Uh, and he obviously succeeded uh, Rohan. Like, that's how close he was, is that his nephew succeeded the throne after the- Theodred died. Uh, obviously, we see that in the movies. Um, but her fear of losing her loved ones, when that's basically all she's experienced, like they lose their parents at a young age. She lost basically her adopted brother. Uh, you know, he was kind of one of the first casualties of the War of the Ring before they knew Saruman sure. was their enemy. They got ambushed by Urukai. Uh So it's, and then meanwhile, her actual brother gets banished by this evil double agent. Um, and she's like dealing with this crazy gaslighting psychopath who is literally mentally tormenting her father and can't deal with that. So Eowyn is and she is a woman in this world ruled by the oh, what's the word I'm looking for? I was just gonna say hierarchy. Uh, what's Not the patriarchy? Patriarchy. I, yeah, Thank yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Barbie movie. <laughs> 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 and she just wants her mojo dojo casa house, OK? <laughs>
1: Listen, it's spreading it's spreading the good gospel to all the ages. And and actually, that was kind of my point. I I don't. How much as a kid did you know what feminism was?
0: Uh, you know, it was it was bra burning and it was that kind of like that. Those are the, the things I related with, like feminism. And I remember even like I think it was like on a dating app or maybe it was in college where someone was like, oh, like, I'm a hardcore feminist. I was like, oh, OK, like, what does that mean? It's like, well, do you support equal rights? Yes. Uh, do you support like, you know, women equal pay, you know, and stuff like that? I was like, yeah. She's like, OK, then you're a feminist. I was like, oh, OK, <laughs> Like, I, I sure, like, sure. I, I, obviously, there's like levels to everything. But if you have like those basic values of just like equality, then that's being a feminist. And I don't know if that still holds true. But I just remember, like, there's one of those very pivotal moments of like, oh, OK, it's not, you know, radical. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, hating men isn't feminism.
1: That is exactly what I think happened to our culture, though. So or so our generation got the fallout of uh, a rebranding of what feminism was because people were so threatened by it, namely men uh, and i think we were raised and this is a generalization don't get me wrong but we were raised with women that are feminists are crazy right Mm -hmm. they they're, they're radical you said the term perfectly radical so there was actually this connotation with the word feminism that i remember associating it with and never wanting to be considered a feminist because i didn't want to be lopped into this okay well feminists are crazy and that's not they they think they want this thing but they really don't you know so whatever this message had gotten diluted very similarly i went uh emma watson went through this on the public stage she someone asked her are you a feminist and she goes oh god no uh, because it had such a bad connotation mm. and then some actual feminists pretty lovingly i think she got scoured on the internet yeah for sure or skewered, uh, I should say. And, uh, but some people actually like, and she even talks about this, like pulled her aside and said, You actually don't know what you're saying when you say no. You're saying no to the rebranding that other people did against the movement, which my grander point is, I think we fell victim to that. So at the time, I don't know that we would have called Awen a feminist.
0: I always, a- I always wonder, especially especially nowadays, you know, like that moment in Avengers Endgame where you see all the, the women's superheroes, like, you know, like, you know, strapping on their bootstraps and being like, she, we've got her back. And like, everyone was like, why, why was that there? Like, that felt so forced. And meanwhile, like, I'm a little bit in both camps for like, I'm okay with it. Cause it was 10 seconds of a literal three hour movie. And I like all these superheroes, but I'd also was like, yeah, you know, Why are they all there in one shot? But it didn't, like, take me out of the movie. I didn't even, like, think twice about it. I was like, oh, cool. Whatever. Anyways. But now I'm wondering if this moment when Eowyn takes off her helmet and says, I am no man, and stabs the Witch King. Like, I feel like everyone would be like, oh, my God. Why did Lord of the Rings have to go so woke, man? (laughs) Like, I feel like that would happen nowadays. Where even though.
1: I think it happened then. Did it really? Even though, like yeah people are are uh, at the time i think they were more focused on arwen becoming a more pivotal character and because i could really see that her
0: taking the place of like Glorfindel and stuff i could yeah. see like the the book incels like uh, going after that for sure
1: there were there i think the problem i think the reason why we don't hear about it as much is the internet wasn't as lively at the time. Yeah, you had to know where to it. go. Like, you yeah. had to
0: know, like, uh, Lord of the Rings, you know, fan page dot GPU or whatever it was back then. Like, uh, I was either on aim with emo <laughs> lyrics as my away message, uh-huh. or I was uh, playing Command and Conquer. Red Alert, baby. Those are the only two things I did on the the, the family computer. I didn't have a laptop <laughs> until college. So it, let me, let me just date myself real quick. And I didn't like where my neighborhood was. I had dial up all the way through high school until my oh, senior year. Man.
1: I could I I'm on the same page as you. I mine was worse. I think before I had a laptop, I got I, I it was cool, but I was about 26 to 27 when I got my first MacBook or my Mac Pro, like my iMac. So I, That's. I would carry my iMac places when I <laughs> anyway so I
0: know. <laughs> you did not carry an entire computer places. <laughs> to a couple things,
1: yes. Because like, it was a one it was a one in one. And you could but it was heavy, but anyway, mm. I was <laughs> But I also. No, didn't that's have like a I
0: love Steve Jobs. And so when they unveil like the iMac, like you know, the blue one with like the mm. it's just like that was a pivotal moment of my childhood when our computer lab got those. I was like, wait, there's there's a monitor and then there's a computer like mm-hmm. and that moment in that moment in spider verse where they're robbing the thing and miles has the monitors like first of all you don't need the monitor i'm like you know what <laughs> that would have been me at 50 like oh I here let me get the computer like that moment in zoolander where they're like yes. it's in the computer
1: it's in the computer like oh god that's another thing that we could just tangentialize four hours are references in movies that people kind of know and go wait what is that job or that these things that don't exist anymore that's you know it's yeah. one thing to be like oh from the 70s shoe shining might have been everywhere but you know I was just thinking about Night of the Roxbury where Chris Kattan, uh, we watched this movie ad nauseam as kids we Lo- of course, my dad loved this movie.
0: We will get back to Lord of the Rings. I promise. Guys. No,
1: probably <laughs> not. So, Chris Kattan's love interest is a, a credit card like verification hotline. Yep, like that does that's not a thing, and you can't even explain that to a kid, let alone explain to a kid that you needed to put your physical credit card on a piece uh, on metal to get, to, you know, cover Uh, To have the ink rub onto paper so that it could copy your credit card number. So anyway, I'm just having this existential crisis with my age and having references that you can't but even that, bother i will say too. even
0: the credit card thing like that was old when i was like
1: exactly
0: because like i remember our like our computers went down when i was working at abercrombie yes i worked at abercrombie of course and like our manager brought out the thing like the dunk dunk, and I was like, <laughs> uh, what am i what am i a caveman what am i supposed to do with this <laughs> abacus looking thing over here like what is this <laughs>
1: well that's i guess that's my point which i'm not explaining well is we understand those things, even though it was outdated for us at the time. What is so antiquated, but that we had to live with that kids were barely born into, but don't anyway. It's My brain is can't sort through the fact that I've been alive long enough where I can understand even decades prior to me, things that were colloquial for them at the well, time.
0: Well, who was it? Like Bob Barker just passed away at yeah, 99 yeah. years old. And it's like, okay, so he was born in... 1924 Mm. that's insane kid like Mm -hmm. he saw the end like he was there for the end of world war one lived through the great depression as a kid world war ii vietnam like the space program like 9 11 just he was young adults
1: for these experiences yes you know
0: for the great depression he was a child grant you're totally right but
1: uh, an adult watching the end of the war.
0: Yeah. It is. I can't even imagine what his brain, like, knowing where he was and now where everything is. Like, like insanity. Like, that
1: man in... I, I don't know what his family was like, through. like. But you're so right to bring up the Great Depression. Did they have to stand in line to get food and then... At the end of his life, he's looking at an iPhone because his nephew's showing him a meme. Yeah, you know, and, like, and then
0: he's ordering Postmates uh, <laughs> at like,
1: like that that jump. It is that no wonder we are not doing well because we can't handle these these jumps in times. So this is a long way to say um, a lot of people. There were there were those. Glasses. Yeah, I forgot where we. Where no, we I started. I unfortunately do remember. Uh, those glasses pushing up dudes were like, well, Arwen didn't do that, and and you know, blah 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 blah, and Arwen didn't do that, which is actually why I find it really funny because it's gone. It, th- those movies were so long ago, that that's actually been forgotten, uh, uh, unless you're on four chan, and then they decided to yell at the rings of power for actually using cited lore information about galadriel and to call that woke i was actually that that was very frustrating is it's they didn't do anything that peter jackson didn't do yeah and didn't elaborate on and and take license that had precedent for it um anyway i i do think you'd find the one dude nowadays that would be like that's so woke and it's oh, literally for sure. literally written into the book
0: um yeah word and for I think, word <laughs> I,
1: I think i think we talked about this too but now the, do you
0: think in the movie real quick do you think yeah. in the movie they should have hidden eowyn's i don't know how they would have done it do you think they should have made her durnhelm and have it like, from Mary's perspective, you know, where he's, like, blind and in fear on the ground, and then she takes off her helmet and, do, like, does the I am no man, and everyone's like, oh, my God, it's Eowyn! Like, do you think, right. like, do you think that would have been possible in the movie, and would you have liked that version?
1: Well, and that's exactly what I was saying. I, I think we've already touched on this a little bit. I, I can't begin to tell you because they didn't do it that way, and I can't begin to speculate as to why, what did they think it was more empowering for us to know it was her? M- would be my question. Yeah. Um. So you sent me a TikTok from two two weeks ago that I've seen before, but isn't isn't ever? It's always as gutting, and it's uh, Lord of the Rings, but every two female characters interact. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, it's <laughs> Awen and the little no,
1: girl. <laughs> no, it's not even awen It's it's a. Isn't it just like a townsfolk lady feeding a little girl? Is it Eowyn?
0: No, it's Eowyn's a- a- feeding that little girl. Uh Oh, okay, okay. Yeah.
1: It uh, is two lines. And yep. that's it. There's Now, that's Lord of the Rings. There aren't a million female characters. I'm not we're not here to lambast Tolkien. It it's just what it is. But but was there a conversation going we do need to give this character her time to shot I wonder if they even shot it this way did they did they shoot it but I'd be
0: very curious if like he I'm sure that like he tried and maybe there wasn't just like a realistic way of like you know without like a fake beard or something like that putting on Miranda Otto's face of like making it realistic that they rode for almost a week like four or five days to Minas Tirith from uh from Dunharrow and mary never recognized eowyn and no one recognized eowyn and she stayed secret the whole time and like that that is like a little bit of a stretch maybe not in the book because mary and eowyn don't really interact but for her to keep her identity as like the princess of rohan to keep her identity pretty secret for multitudes of days of like writing with an entire company of dudes
1: i would say to it, it, i mean i might be misremembering it and it is time for a rewatch is mary the only one that knows or is, does she have her helmet on off often around the uh, other troops
0: that and that's one of the things about the extended version that is like a, a blessing and a curse because in the extended version there is a moment where mary and her are talking about you know you see Eowyn afraid and she's like, "Oh, you know, I made this choice, but man, we are on the eve of battle, and I am nervous, and right. which is totally understandable. Go, right. Like, there's seven thousand going up against a hundred thousand, um, and uh, she's like, kind of like laying back against a rock, and there's like people everywhere, and she's got her helmet off and everything, and it's like it's a really good dialogue scene, but I'm like, there's everyone around; they're not like off in a secluded area; they're just kind of chilling." And neither her or Mary are supposed to be there. So it, it's like the scene is worth it for me. Uh, but I'm also just like, mm, I think someone would see you. That's but...
1: exactly exactly my point. First of all, you're looking at the shortest person you've ever seen. And everyone yeah. knows Mary has been the right hand of Theoden. And you're looking at the blondest person <laughs> with long hair in the area. I, I don't know how it doesn't come down to Théoden like, hey, so Eowyn showed up. I know it's not like that big a deal because we're already here. But like, do you want to do something about that? Someone says something,
0: yeah. you know? And in the in the book, uh, which I do like this change, is that in the book, Mary and Eomer are the, the ones to see uh, Théoden, like Théoden's last words are to them. Which I do like in the book, you know, because he, he loved Mary. Obviously, he loved Aomer like like a son adopted him and everything. And he loved Mary and wanted to talk with him one last time. But I do like in the movie, like him seeing Eowyn's face. Like at the end, I feel it's like so that. It's, it's so
1: much better. It's so much better.
0: better. It, it really is so much better. And just his performance in that moment is so good. Her performance in that moment is so good. And then... Aomer upon seeing Eowyn, that's when that, like, ride now, ride to ruin, and he's just, like, he goes into, like, this blood, like, if you guys have ever seen 300, when that guy loses his son, and, like, he went into, like, a blood craze, that, like, Eomer just charges off into the heart of the enemy by himself, when he sees his, uh, when he sees Eowyn, like, dead by, by uh, Theoden's side, like, he cannot be consoled, he thinks she's, he thinks she's dead, like, isn't having any of it, and it's just, like, so devastating and so just, like, bone-chilling, and it's like, oh my god, <laughs> it was crazy. But I do I do want to talk more about Eomer uh, in a little bit.
1: Well, yeah, because there's, so, there's some really fascinating things about Eomer, including um, how he self-ascribes as to where their source of intelligence is, too, uh, which is really fascinating and does really paint the picture of I don't know if that's if, if it's true for well because because wouldn't have been able to ride with Rohirrim right because that was men,
0: that was men that, yeah.
1: It, so she was she did have so she was a shield maiden, uh, which looking up on Wikipedia says it's uh it's a female warrior from Scandinavian folklore and mythology. But I do think they also existed in real life too, and so Awen. Uh, that's also the thing, means, like in the
0: book, in the book. When they go to Helm's Deep, when all the men go to Helm's Deep, all the women and children go to Dunharrow, because it's like, you know, high up on the mountain, it's secluded, it's like a right. safe place to, for refuge, they don't stay at Eteros, and she's not in the glittering caves with, with like, the women and children, even though I guess there is an unshot, there's a shot scene, but it's not in the extended edition, so there wasn't, like, any editing or, you know, post-production on it, where some Urukai get into the glittering caves, and she defends like she defends and has like a little sword play but i guess peter jackson wanted to kind of save that for return of the king of like her showing off and seeing like how good she is but Mm. i wouldn't have minded a little bit of a uh any more miranda Otto the better um and by the way oh my gosh watching the the video about eowyn the fan art for eowyn she rivals galadriel and arwen in beauty uh in fan fan art like whatever you want to say like she like people love a which is frustrating in its own self because like as i was watching the video like after the war of the rings she gets married to faramir she has a kid named um is it Barahir or maybe that's her El- grandchild El- i can't El- remember Ellabor. Uh, and then her, uh his son is Barahir. here um uh but then like sh- Elboron, they say that Elboron. yeah they say that she dies before aomer uh but Like even the the guy was like, well, we can only hope that she had like a happy life because there's not much written about her. I'm just like, that's how do you not like, how is there not appendices or anything about her? Because she's she literally slays the most fearsome opponent in the third age, like outside of Sauron himself, who is like just this embodiment, you know, big flaming eye. This is the most fearsome, unbeatable person. On the planet. Yeah. Aragorn could not beat this guy in a fight, by the way. But I'll just put that in perspective.
1: He was on... He was on... The, the Witch King is who stabbed Frodo, right? Yes. And and is it textual, textually accurate that that Aragorn throws a torch in his face? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm counting that as canon. <laughs> okay, great. But what do you mean he did ha- can't beat him when is that the only time he faced him
0: a mortal man cannot kill the witch king right yeah so how? yeah like i'm him? sure aragorn could hold his own and maybe it'd be a draw or something but eventually the witch king is going to win because aragorn cannot I kill see. him
1: uh, but she clothed in the, in a in a rage, the witch king attacked her, but she clove the head of his winged steed. The witch king shattered her shield with the blow of his mace, breaking her arm, but stumbled when Mary stabbed his leg. <laughs> oh, the barrow blade, That's right.
0: That's right, baby. So, oh.
1: so of course, Eowyn has this, like, Eowyn represents so much more, I think, than like, I can't say their name and not, and then do Arwen's name because it's so confusing to me even though it's not um because she actually does something. She actually is of service and then she marries the arguably best man there is out there. So she's like Aragorn's great. Don't get me wrong. We like Aragorn. But that man's like half elf and he's, you know, he's not he's not touchable. Yeah. Faramir is has the least going for him and still is the best, right? He's the, he's the perfect example of God has forsaken me, but I'm still going to try and do my best. And she gets that guy. So that says something about her. I'm not saying that that's the only thing she's a value for. I realize I could be sounded sounding that way. I'm just saying the two best characters found each other that were a most pure of heart, had the least going for them and, and the most to lose and, and went for it.
0: No, and and that's why it's it's you know like even when we talked about Arwen, where her post Aragorn life might have been not great, there was like this beautiful poetry to it, like this tragic, you know. What do you uh, mean? What? what do you mean
1: post Aragorn? She was the. He, meaning that she was like sad because she couldn't be with him
0: or yeah like like how she went I'd to see. the original place like where they wed and she died like on that spot and that spot is like evergreen it's like oh my god it's like the saddest thing I've ever oh, heard oh but there's, I, like, so are much. you talking about
1: Arwen I told you I, the, the two W's really screw with me yeah
0: oh oh yeah not not Eowyn post everyone she got over him very quickly which no, no, I she moved, yeah. she moved on she moved on she she got healed by him in the house of healing. She's like, oh, what's up, Faramir? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, uh, like th- at least we have like that post war history with Arwen. Yeah, um, and you know I don't know how much there is. Like I didn't get to see much with Faramir when we did him either. So maybe there's just not much history on either of them. Maybe they just. Kind of were like, you know what? We're out of the spotlight, and we're going to stay out of the spotlight. Like, Faramir stayed the steward of Gondor, so he wasn't, you know, completely out of the spotlight and stuff. But who knows?
1: So that's kind of the the, the last kind of, like, major thought I have about Aowen is, like, why did Tolkien include her? Because, you know, he actually created Gladriel. He's like, okay, well, they're walking. You know what? They would probably, like, happen upon a queen elf i'm sure they would you know just like came to him that there would be and then he retconned all his own work and included her and i'm not trying to say tolkien was or wasn't a feminist but he had to know at the time that he was writing um an exceptional woman yeah and, and and an equal woman
0: and that's saying like, even in the moment of and granted, you know, every uh, artist rendering of a fell a fell beast, the thing that the Nazgul ride are different and like different size. But in the book, she one swipes that fell beast and knocks its head off. Like,
1: right. Right. And these
0: are like the most terrifying things that make men like cower in their boots. And, and that's what I love is that even in that one movie of return of the king and a little bit in two towers where all the men at osgiliath every time it flies over they they cannot move
1: they can't like they throw
0: down their arms and they're just screaming and they can't help themselves and it's not like anything to be ashamed of it's the most terrifying creature with the most terrifying entity riding it (laughs) like it's that literally like their presence is a poison like mary doesn't get uh, hit by anything but just the black breath uh, of the witch king is what almost kills him and so I just think 100% that's, and that's amazing that after all that it's such good like foreshadowing by Peter Jackson that all these brave soldiers of like manliest of men are cowering and screaming for their lives and Eowyn stands up and 1v1s this guy by herself
1: amazing and and, and you know what though I'm actually i come full circle it is it is totally woke it's unrealistic he's just Ugh. trying to <laughs> um, when, when
0: did we see aowyn train that's all I'm asking like she's a Mary when Sue did...
1: man she's a Mary Sue oh
0: my God I, it's the woke mind virus man it's gotten everybody
1: it's really I can't I'm 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 I have succumbed um the other thing to Dur Dur Durhelm. helm um whether they should have done it that way or not I think if you were reading the book, it makes sense to introduce a completely different character because you're getting them all the time. You're getting the prince. You're getting this person. You're like, oh, this person I'll never see again. That they smartly leave out of the movies. I think we weren't accustomed to meeting new people all the time. Yeah. So it would have been strange to introduce a completely brand new character. It also might have looked weird because it's easy to describe it in yeah. um, text. It would have looked odd in. Um, it would have looked like she's just a bearded lady you know yeah probably would not I, I have think they not probably workshopped
0: a, a few things you know like I'm I'm sure like it would have been a great reveal and I'm sure Peter Jackson like in all of his wisdom knew that but I just think that they were like eh, you know what maybe I don't want to do uh, a bearded lady you know like this big like surprise reveal like I'd rather have you know what's going on because even when you know that doesn't lessen the moment of her saying, "I am no man," and stabbing that dude in the face. Like it doesn't lessen it whatsoever.
1: The uh, last thing I did look up, like why did Tolkien write Eowyn? Um, This is just a thesis by a person named John Michael Darga, um, thinking that Eowyn was inspired by women that would sneak into the war into the war during World War One, when oh, Tolkien okay. fought. Because again, he's not big on allegory, but I could see him. Uh, Like, Luthien is based off of his wife. Uh, Eowyn doesn't necessarily represent someone in his life, but uh, the women's suffrage would have been uh, heavy on his mind at the time because it was just around the turn of the century that women were getting the right to vote. Um, So it could have been his way of representing equality for women. So it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool, man. And, And she's... Much like how we came to mature and start to appreciate Frodo in a different way. I didn't understand what a feminist she was as an icon as a 13 year old, Uh, but as I've grown to become a smarter and more involved feminist, she's she's a wonderful example of what that looks like.
0: Yeah, it really is such a special moment. And, you know, like, you know, thinking about it, like, it's just so subconscious because when I, you know, when I first watched it, you know, I knew what was going to happen and everything, but how sure. Peter Jackson frames that moment. And like I just said, you know, builds up to it, shows how terrifying the Nazgul are. No one can stand up to them. Like when Faramir, even when Faramir shoots that one arrow in two towers, it's like, whoa, okay. Like he, he got his, his stuff together and managed to, to do something about it while everyone else was cowering. And so you don't really think about that when the moment it's like, Oh yeah, this is what I would have. done. it's like, no, like in this world, you can't, you like, it's like this physical reaction. It's not even fear. It's just like this physical reaction you have to this thing that cannot be overcome. And people forget that this is like, you've, been seeing like how terrifying Sauron is and like how people can't you know even mention his name and sometimes and then this Mm, is his number one this is his a1 general that he is fighting against and even in the movie like, Gann- granted, we've talked about this. Gandalf is a little nerfed in the movie, and he probably Gosh, could have beaten yes. the Witch King. But yes. in the movie, after we see Gandalf 1v1, a Balrog flying down <laughs> uh, the mines of Moria and beating him on the highest peak of the lowest dungeon, he's like, I don't know about this Witch King. Uh. <laughs> Pippin's like, well, we have the White Wizard. And It goes, uh, uh, pulls on the old collar, and like, about that, I don't know. And then would just straight up, kills him like it's an insane moment of fantasy and i feel like it is it is in the hall of fame for sure i'm not saying it's not in the hall of fame but it's like you know game of thrones has been trying to replicate that in so many different ways like every fantasy that has a strong female lead like post tolkien has been trying to make an eowyn like i love that arwen got a bigger part i love that galadriel got a bigger part i i for the most part, I love Evangeline Lilly in The Hobbit and what they at least try to do with their character. But you outside and, the You and just you. And just it. me. And, <laughs> and only now what I don't love is what they did with, uh, you know, the, the dwarf character. But I understand, like, you know what? We need a badass female in these movies. So we're going to do it and then we're just going to ruin it in one fell swoop. But it's OK. I still like Evangeline <laughs> Lily, She's still cool. Um, but yeah. Like, they're, they've been trying to do this for so long, and some of them work and some of them don't. And I... Like, AOwen is not to be overlooked in any way. I, I really do. And maybe we need to do Aomere e- and Theoden next week because we're almost at, you know, 45 minutes right now. Uh, but Aowen is so cool, and I wish there was more stuff, even if her life was just, you know being a, like i don't want to say just a wife and mother because that's a very important job but even if there was no more great acts of valor in battle or something like that i wish i knew more about her fourth age life
1: well i think you said it exactly right um i i don't know how much she's I, you putting it that way really does put it into perspective just what she accomplished and how pivotal she was in the end uh but let's not forget. Also, she wanted to be in love too.
0: Yes, both of you them know. say like we're done with war and we're done with kings and and royalty and we just want to live our lives. And I love that for both of them.
1: But that didn't come out of nowhere. I guess is my point. She also loved Aragorn, and so her and, and Aragorn was in love, like like she wasn't the only person fighting for love. And I, uh, that, that would probably be the unspoken thing that humans were fighting for was the ability to to preserve love i think um so it doesn't they definitely no one would fault them for like so Aomer continues to do to have exploits after he becomes king and and rids the land of evil that didn't leave with sauron so he's continued i think that i think that's in his blood though he always was you know roaming the land putting out flames around the area I don't think you can fault Far- Farmir or Eowyn for taking a knee after what they went through no not at all like I don't know I, do you think there's enough to talk about Eomer next week I
0: mean uh, we can you know let's you know we can make a little longer uh, podcast I do have to yeah. go in about 20 or so minutes but so Aomer A A, a-, a- Dig, I he's got a last name. <laughs> a- a- Dig. A- a- Dig, uh I didn't know anybody <laughs> in Middle Earth had last names. I thought they were son of or daughters of. Like right. I didn't. Like well, this Aragorn
1: is... has Elissar, right? Does is that not or is that?
0: I thought that was like a royalty name. Oh, I, I don't, or I thought I don't know. Um, uh, like you said, uh, his. Father Eomund was killed by an ambush by orcs when they were young, and uh, King Theoden adopted him. Eomer is six feet six inches. <laughs> the boy would be playing a solid two guard for you know what. I'm gonna put. The sons. I'm gonna put. <laughs> i was going to say the jazz i think he's living in utah i think i I think i think with With that hair yeah with that blonde hair i think i think he's playing for the jazz and he is a solid spot up shooter with great defense um he's got
1: larry bird though on him too like you know oh yeah you know what you could also be talking about boston
0: oh i I could see i could see that i could see him
1: (laughs) he's the bird
0: yeah he absolutely is he's got that mustache too um (laughs) but uh no I I, uh Boromir passed through Rohan and told Aomer of his dreams uh the tactics of Aomer uh you know we talk about uh a big movie moment is when they kill all the orcs in front of Fangorn and inadvertently rescue Merry and Pippin even though they didn't know it and what a genius tactic uh that Aomer implemented is that they were I don't think fewer than the orcs, but not that many more. But what he did is that in the books, it's kind of like a few days of a siege and them tracking them and stuff like that. And the orcs know that they're there. And he implements that at night, his men are to spread out across the countryside and light a bunch of fires to make it seem like they are this great force. And that they are surrounded the orcs, even though they're like, you know, not as many as they are seeming. So he's a very brilliant tactician.
1: So that's—I'm so glad you mentioned that. Is it's—it's it's almost like a, a pissing contest when he meets Aragorn after they're like,
0: "Well, oh, did it you absolutely to... is.
1: It is," and I think it's more Aomer because like Aragorn's not threatened by anybody, and he's gonna make nope. you his buddy, which he does. But <laughs> in a weird way, if I remember correctly, is like we're smart we we uh we might not know things by books but we've experienced a bunch of things (laughs) in in writing which is true and he's a smart and brilliant um war war leader or you know he, he he think about it you have to have some sort of you know emotional intelligence and I think that's what they he was saying you have to have an emotional intelligence to command a horse to do whatever you need yes it to. and we're not just talking about any horses we're talking about the horses of horses you know horse gods basically at the Rohirrim. yeah so there there is this i i like i think he basically says i've been on this horse since i was born i might not have had scholarly training but I I know just about as much as you do. And I think the that speaks to the ranger in Aragorn as well. And like, that's the
0: thing is that, like, I kind of agree with what he's saying is that, like, he might not be as, like, life experience as Aragorn is. Very few people are. Legolas isn't. Mm-mm. Legolas comes from a, a sheltered home full of prejudices and stuff like that uh, from his tutelage from Thranduil. So, like, just because, like, they don't, you know, they're... Like they've got Saruman poisoning their king's mind. You know, like the white wizard is walking around. Like our are elves, these little like little fairy demon type creatures, they don't know. They've <laughs> never met one. They've just been told like little bedtime stories, man. They're great, like it's 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 not they're not wrong where Aomer is smarter than Aragorn when it comes to a lot of things. Maybe not Aragorn, but most men. Like Aragorn's, well, like obviously think... like this special case.
1: But that's why aragorn also shines too is he he doesn't for a second go no no i know more than you or whatever like first of all he kind of does in the book well they're at a disadvantage though and aragorn has a short amount of time to not get a spear in the chest from in the book he
0: whips out Andoril and like screams (laughs) elisar i am the king bow down like (laughs) i forgot about that (laughs) no he's straight up like uh pulls it out and says put it on the table let's see let's see how big let i have a measuring wow. contest right now
1: wow he
0: re- and you know and, what I'm, also there I'm, was I'm no time to spare. about that's it sometimes sometimes you gotta, much... sometimes no, you gotta go speak a, a dude bro's language to get across to the dude bro and i that's love me Aylmer, but he's a dude bro he's a cat that's what it
1: is <laughs> he is a kin. and and I, I actually even take that one step further that's how much the hobbit cement to aragorn too he's like i don't have time to screw around yes exactly yeah. um god that's so funny because but those guys also were actively told to not let any strangers in yes. the
0: land that's why Aromar gets arrested in the book by war like it like gives warm tongue a reason to arrest him and banish him is that he let these strangers go
1: yeah that's exactly right
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but that's where Aomer Smarts come in. Now I, I'm, I've got an embarrassing thing to admit. Uh oh. Um, I did. She's a... got an
0: Aomer body pillow right off camera, guys. <laughs> and
1: it's and he's in an it's anime style. It's six feet style. six inches. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, and it's gigantic. It's, wi- it's wide.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh no, everybody. <laughs>
1: Hold on, I realize what I'm making it sound like. And that's all
0: what- <laughs> <laughs> uh, I swear she's talking about the pillow, guys. I yeah, promise.
1: Just the pillow. Oh, frick. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, the
0: pillow is very girthy. I mean, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And there's like a there's like, you know, he's he's sweating on the side. So it has drops of anyway, uh, like it's like anime style. You know what I mean? Oh, I Carry know. On, moving right along. Um, I didn't realize it was Carl Urban. I. Because it doesn't look like Carl Urban as we know him today. He and does
0: look very different now, uh, but just like seeing him in this and then right after he's this. He's such
1: a baby looking dude. He, in he that. is.
0: It's crazy how seasoned he does look when he does look younger, like in Star Trek, which is like six years later.
1: So that's why what my embarrassment is is I was doing a trivia night with all the home buddies over on Twitch during the pandemic that Emma was doing trivia. And she goes, who was in both the Lord of the Rings trilogy <laughs> and the Star Trek trilogy? And I'm like, uh, Viggo Mortensen. I, I couldn't even tell you. Oh, my god! I, I wasn't. I, I chose I like, oh, God, I couldn't even have told you who I guessed. But Carl Urban was like one of the multiple choice, too, by the way. So it's not like I.
0: Oh, you had multiple choice. <laughs> Ooh, oh, man. Tough. Like that. That's tough.
1: But, but I'll never forget. I think it's just the blonde really throws me off too. And he looks, he looks like a, like a little teddy bear with his dark eyes and like the golden hair. It just, he looks like such a little, like a, like a Zach Morris, almost.
0: Honestly, like (laughs) I, I I like clowning on you for that because it's fun, but I will say, I feel like I've seen. Like TikToks or videos uh, about like the boys or something like that. And people are like, wait is that Aomer or you like Lord of the Rings, TikTok and be like, oh, is that Billy Butcher? Like it's, it's a new, gen- like, granted you have no excuse cause you're not a Zoomer. Uh, I am not a Zoomer, no. But it is crazy, like how people discover these, these actors in so many different things. And it look, you know, the fact that this one was 20 years ago, uh, you know, people were not born that are active on social media now when these movies came out. So people do know I'll always know Carl Urban as Aomer. Like, you know, he's had an amazing career. And I wish, you know, I don't know. I've heard HBO's doing a Ride of the Rohira movie. I don't know, especially with the strike. Even before the strike, I was kind of like, is it actually going to happen? We'll see. Also,
1: why? Why would you, like, do we listen? You and I, if if Aomer comes
0: back, I'm about it. If they recast, if they did like a post Fourth Age, Viggo Mortensen and Carl Urban teaming up, Like first in line Universal City front and center IMAX seventy millimeter. But other than that, but that would be the
1: only circumstance because otherwise the Rohirim aren't colloquial information enough. You know, it's not Yeah. It's not us we care about it we want to live in lord of the rings yes take us to middle earth it doesn't anyway but i think you're right everything is in flux right now No, it is
0: true and like I'm, i'm sure there's people that are saying you know uh oh no like people people would know it's it's you saw what happened with margot robbie and harley quinn who was just in a harley quinn movie and was like the stand like granted suicide squad's not the best movie but Harley Quinn like Birds of Prey made no money and that's one of the most famous comic book characters in the age where comic movies like now they're starting to tank. But that was a real big surprise that it made absolutely no money. And so, you know, there's so many things that people think are a surefire success. You know, Blade. I just rewatched Blade Runner 2049. They were
1: certain about that. one.
0: I was certain about that one. Like I was like, oh, my gosh, like we've had all the Ridley Scott cuts. It's a. I don't want to say a cult classic, but, you know, it's found its footing as, like, a sci-fi classic, a staple, a must-watch. Ryan Gosling, Harrison Ford is back. This is going to slam. Didn't. <laughs>
1: like, And I, I was worried about Dune. Today. Oh, yeah, I can understand that. I think Dune's I- also difficult because how dense that material is, everyone's yeah. had a hard time uh, making that into film. So I can understand that. I think you're right, but who? But who's now? They're talking about Dune three, and they they've even just pushed back the date oh. for Dune two. So I mean, which is just have you have you watched Good Omens? Do you care about that at all?
0: Uh, I haven't watched it. My roommate was watching it the other day.
1: So they just did a Good Omens 2, and Alex and I were all in on it. It wasn't like the most amazing thing, but it was absolutely, it's David Tennant Michael Sheen. You can't go wrong. Yeah. It's absolutely enjoyable. And then it ends on this cliffhanger, and we're like, well, it's the BBC. We'll see this in 10 years. Yeah. Like, it's so frustrating, but at least the BBC does come back to it, you know? Um, but I, I don't mind more Lord of the Rings. I think you're right. Give me Carl Car- Urban or give me Death
0: yes uh i you know even with uh who like you know uh, i had an example off the top of my head of like recasting where you know like like indiana jones like i'm sure they're gonna it's coming this is obviously the last one but... harrison ford's gonna do it's gonna come in like 20 years and people are gonna you know piss and moan about it and that's their right to do so but it's going to happen and are people going to show up for it because people are starting to not just show up to ip things like the flash the flash with michael like granted i am there is plenty of controversy with with ezra miller uh and all their problems uh which are vast and not just cancel culture he was wanted by the FBI um but even with the nostalgia of Michael Keaton and you know you want to get nuts let's get nuts and all these things it still flopped so hard and Blue Beetle just came out and Blue Beetle was a fun little movie and it didn't do well and you know even Mission Impossible granted they should have moved the release date because of Barbenheimer oh
1: I guess you couldn't have seen that coming though
0: they, they could have seen it coming. You, they had did, time to see it did coming. Do
1: you think they would have shifted it?
0: I think they would have simply for the fact that Christopher Nolan locked down every IMAX screen in the country for two weeks. Like that, was I really understand. That's deal. fair.
1: And you were talking about that, too. Like, okay, yeah. well, I guess we might as well. I think that they're doing a special release for Barbie right now in, I, in IMAX. I, think, I don't it doubt was just it. It's,
0: past- it's already past a billion dollars. Uh, Oppenheimer just passed. I think it's going to close in on 800 million. It might gross a billion dollars before it leaves. Like
1: question, though, if Barbie doesn't release the same weekend, does it do that well?
0: I don't think either of them do that well. Honestly, I know
1: Barbie would have cleaned house. You don't think so?
0: I think because it's good, I think it would have done well. Sure. I don't know. And this is not saying anything on either of the films because I enjoyed both of them sure, to sure. varying degrees um I don't know if either of them would have done that well the hype around it seeing a double feature I have not seen the AMC Burbank shut down like that before Jeez. Like, it was I've seen you know Endgame weekend I've seen Force Awakens weekend I've seen all the big things living in LA of like every screen being sold out and stuff like that this was something different it w- it was truly something that both of these movies is barbie a known product like yes but force awakens is star wars coming back after you know 10 years and it's right, like right, a new right, trilogy right, right. Endgame was the end of 10 plus years of the mcu so all these things had these backings behind it these are two Individual movies, no sequels, no nothing. And especially one of them being about the biography of the guy that created the nuclear bomb, which would usually be like a BBC special with Richard Attenborough narrating it. Instead, it's directed by an auteur and it's going to make $800 million at the very least. Like it's, it was such a special thing to witness. And I think both of them, I think that's why neither of them moved because they saw what was happening and they're like, you know what? This is working. Like, people are buying outfits, people are doing double features, people are planning out their weekend. Like, you could not – I could probably look on my app right now, and I probably still couldn't find a 70 millimeter IMAX at CityWalk that isn't sold out right now for, for Oppenheimer.
1: So, I know we don't have a lot more time left on this, but – uh, the first person to point this out to me that this was happening was Scott Rubin, who said that the movie studios probably didn't even expect that they could have that this kind of weekend again or or renaissance. No. Nope. Uh, and so they're trying to force it to happen with upcoming films in the fall. Have you heard? Oh, about yeah.
0: I saw it with the, that new Saoirse Ronan movie. And nope. like, is this the new Barbenheimer?
1: Nope. Saw Patrol. Paw Patrol, the movie is coming out. I can't see saw Patrol.
0: I'm I'm kinda with it. I'm kinda with it. I don't know who's doing a double feature of that. I hope it's not children, but I just love that. I I'm I'm here for Saw Patrol, honestly. Cause I, I saw one with like uh, like a Saoirse in like independent film and everyone was like no stop it stop trying to make Barbenheimer stop trying to make fetch happen with that but I'm yes, there for exactly. I'm there for Saw Patrol I think that is hilarious and I'm I'm with it
1: <laughs> it's it's the perfect juxtaposition so it it's it's smart and you can't ignore the rhyme you just can't no it's so, so
0: per- it's it's forced. like Barbenheimer is even more of a stretch than Saw Patrol Saw Patrol <laughs> yes, so- is a better name
1: Yes, one hundred percent. So no, we didn't talk that much about Aomer. I I personally doesn't mean he's not to be talked about. I find him a less interesting character than most. Um, I think Eowyn is the more interesting character, but obviously Aomer is yeah. no one to sneeze at. And no, can... uh,
0: he like I said, he was the one that said death ride to ruin after uh, I like. Er- Carl Urban's performance, like that slow motion scream he has is haunting and beautiful. And I don't know if that's in the that that has to be in the theatrical cut. There's no way Peter Jackson would not fight for that moment because it's so good. Do
1: you know that he broke his toe in that? No, I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He dislocated his jaw in that scream. (laughs) That scream
1: Uh, was real. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um And then he lived to be 93, and he ruled for 65 years, which was the longest uh, a king has ever ruled in the history of Rohan. Um, He brought it to its most prosperous time uh, since, you know, before the Third Age. Uh, So he was an amazing king, an amazing father, an amazing warrior, everything. He still, like, helped out with Aragorn with everything he needed. Whenever Gondor called for aid, he was there. Uh, Like, just both of them that Kings at the same time was literally like Jordan and Pippin and like they were just going back and forth and lobbing alley-oops to each other while cleaning up all the the leftover Sauron trash like it was it was a very beautiful time to be alive
1: well what is funny though is that we we said he'd be the Larry Bird and I had my fandom page up and the fandom page is advertising winning time which is the show about Magic Johnson and Larry Bird, so it could have been. Could have been. We could I use could that say. I, you methods. know what,
0: Magic and Larry, I'm I'm about it. They weren't like quite rivals, but they were both trying to be like make their kingdoms the best, and they did it. So they probably pushed each other in that way. Like, oh, Gondor's Gondor's got. They just invented the wheel. Okay, let me get on that. <laughs>
1: but, and they probably like. There's nothing like. There's actually nothing. I love how it's always going to be sports for us. And it, there's nothing like seeing a a right. You know, someone from the other team let uh, another teammate from the other team know that they did a good job. It's just like, this is just the show. Like, Hey, that sucked or whatever. Like I like it. I don't like seeing fighting on the basketball court. I like seeing like a Kobe going, Hey man, it's okay. Or whatever, you know, like that's when it's at its best. And I could see these, I could see Larry and, uh, magic going hey we're just making each other better right yeah okay cool let's go
0: <laughs> yeah I, I i love i love that magic layer. i'm about that 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 makes sense uh but yeah uh he called for Marion pippin to be hot at his deathbed and he got i think we talked about that with Marion pippin um how they were with him in his final moments because of how much he loved them Sweet. uh and always like corresponded with them and so aomer definitely lived a good like life as a king but when it comes to just like wanting to know, like you said, like why did just the simple fact of why did Tolkien write in Eowyn? He didn't have to. No, no one would have batted an eye back then.
1: No, it, we didn't need her.
0: Yeah, like but it could that- have been Mary killing, you know, assisting like the same way he stabs in the back of the knee and uh, what, Earlbrand. What's his name? The guy like the the, the
1: king, the prince.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, it could have been literally anybody. To, to kill the Witch King, or it could have been Aragorn. You know, no one would have complained if Aragorn brought the armies of the dead and killed the the number one henchman for Sauron, because you know you can't actually beat Sauron; he's just an entity. But like that would have probably been expected, and it was a real big curveball out of left field to have a woman do this, and it worked. Well, it, like, it, it so flawlessly worked; it was crazy.
1: That's what. That's why these are timeless. Is It's yep. not just a recounting of war. He actually doesn't spend that much time on war. And we talked about this before. They get knocked out. And we don't see hobbits are sleeping during half of <laughs> yeah. it. <and> we just, <laughs> just don't see it. It's the interpersonal relationships. And Theoden realizing he was wrong while he was dying. Whether it's him talking to Eowyn or telling that to Mary. You know, it's beautiful yeah. things like that. That really make it last longer for us. Uh, all Love right, it. Ben, 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 who do you want to talk about next time?
0: I chose Aowen and Eomer.
1: No, did you?
0: I believe I did. Oh,
1: well, I think we should then. Oh, I wasn't prepared for this. Um, Who do we got to talk about? We could talk about. Do we want to
0: do Aragorn? Oh, yeah, I
1: think it's I think it's Aragorn time. I'm I think it's
0: Aragorn. I think it's time. You know, we, we talked about Larry. It's time to talk about magic.
1: Let's talk about the magic urban um yeah let's do it aragorn the man this this the stan the man um i'm down for that all right folks uh, in the interim you can let us know what you think about aragorn by going to potr underscore pod on x aka twitter um you could also join. Oh yeah, join... I'm never gonna... i never
0: going to, it's so weird. It's,
1: it's just it's... so frustrating. I don't even know whether it's a joke now or not. Anyway, um, you go to patreon.com forward slash uh, podcast of the, no, pod of the rings, and you can be a Patreon member there and let us know what you think, or uh, you can even join our discord. The link's going to be in the liner notes and let us know what your thoughts are there. Make fun of me for not realizing that Carl urban played Aomer. Uh, or tell Ben that, you know, He's great because he is.
0: Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you are.
1: Anything else you want our friends to know about?
0: No, I'm just glad to be back. Uh, I know we both like had scheduling issues, um, but I'm so happy to talk about this with you, and so excited to see what
1: comes next. We're in the swing of things, folks. Season two is alive and well. Um, And until next time, Ben.
0: May our paths meet again. Ding dong. (laughs) Bing bong.